Today we're talking to Yinjin Bandy man, Simon Zuvich. Zuva will be familiar to core swelling listeners who may have caught him on the WSL broadcast during the CTs in the Wadandi Bunja and at Wajimup, uh, Margaret River or Rotto, as you'd remember from the broadcast. And on top of that, he also did the acknowledgement to country and sat in as guest for our two West Oz True Grit live shows, as well as uh, sitting down with Smivy for an episode of Core Lords where the uh, two old mates chewed the fat. Little bit on uh, Zuva's life, but mostly on the state of just the indige plight and the plight of reconciliation and pathways to a better understanding as we try to just build relationships that will be beneficial for future generations of all Australians. That was uh, episode 53, published back in May this year, and if you'd like to scroll back and have a listen, I'd happily encourage you to do so, because it's just an a epic chat. Uh, but during that convo, Smith and Zuva do talk briefly about the referendum to acknowledge Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islands in the Constitution in the form of a voice to Parliament. And uh, Zuv pointed out back in May that he was already concerned about how the discourse was going to affect the lives and mental health of many First Nations people as the campaign heated up. And now that we're two weeks out from voting day, it's pretty clear that, you know, the confusion and anxiety that's really come about as a direct result of misinformation, disinformation, fear campaigns, mainstream media agendas, and and the whole politicising of the referendum. It's just fucking, you know, everything's just been... So much of it has been skewered into a thousand other issues and it's it's just all made for an extremely tense and negative atmosphere that's making people feel fucking shithouse, man. So in the interest of just fucking clearing out a lot of that noise and a lot of that fucking shit talk, hate speech, whatever you want to call it, uh, Zuva got in contact with us with a mind to remind everyone that regardless of whether you're voting yes or no in two weeks' time, we need to approach this moment with love, compassion, and understanding. And remember that we're capable of disagreeing without having to fucking bring in the hate and tear each other to pieces. Like we all know that the second we're divided, that is the second we fall. So whichever way you're leaning, just let your brothers and sisters have their say. And for fuck's sakes, man, don't get sucked into the cycle of hate. It's just... It's so useless. It's so counterproductive. It does nothing for nobody and it makes everyone feel shit, especially yourself. Um, uh, sorry, I know, I'm ranting, but um, <laughs> that's what I'm trying to avoid doing. I do want it to be known, though, that I am firmly backing a yes vote at this referendum. This is just my position and it's based on what I've learned about the processes that had to take place for this referendum to even become a, a thing. Do I know what's best for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people in this country? No, of course not. I don't pretend to know. However, I do see a pathway to positive change in Australian society by voting yes. And and I just can't see the same thing by voting no. As I say, this is my position based on the processes that have taken place. My knowledge of them, it's not extensive, but I've run it by people who I trust and I'm very comfortable to vote yes. And you'll probably hear that I am leaning 
towards the yes vote throughout this convo. So uh, I'm sorry if that annoys you. It's just my position and I encourage you to do the research to make up your own mind. If you are confused or struggling to find you know, clarity uh, to help you in your decision to vote yes or no, uh, I really recommend tuning into a podcast called The Voice Referendum Explained by two excellent ABC journos, Carly Williams and Fran Kelly. Uh, it covers a lot of what you need to know from both the yes and the no camps, as well as things like how referendums work and also what a yes or no victory could look like. Um, I'll put the details in the show notes. Anyway, we really appreciate having Zuva on this show again. As Smithy said, he's an absolute beacon of goodwill, good energy, and a real ambassador for white and black relations in this country. And as he says, regardless of what happens at this referendum, we have got to be moving forward together with empathy, understanding, and love for one another. Remember that in these next two weeks. Oh, by the way, uh, Zuva is coming to us live from his hospital bed after a hectic surf accident. Oh, man, oh, man. Um, yeah, we appreciate his time and wish you a speedy recovery, bro. Black fella, white fella, it doesn't matter what you colour, as long as you are true fella, as long as you are real fella. All the people of different it's Zuby! <laughs> How you going, brother? I'm good, man. How are you going? Oh, in ruins. Fuck, <laughs> bro. What happened? Oh, just got back from that awesome trip down to Coffs and, you know, Gumbangiao country. All the yeah. mob there and um, just floating on a high and then um, went back to my local um, down in Wudangi, Buja, in, in, you know, in Margis there and yeah. uh, just got pitched, got a lip on the head and um, got pulverized into my board. Oh, mate, snapped, the photos you sent through femur. are so torched. <laughs> <laughs> femur just went straight into the tibular fra- um, plateau and smashed up all the ligaments and that. And, uh, yeah, I'm blaming Rowan Annesley and Gene Hardy because they were out on the peak and they were, like, psyching me up to get some of it. It was a big west swell and they were, um, you know, they were being truffle pigs, so I got all excited and tried to keep up with them. Oh, mate, you, you were at the show in uh, Perth. You should have – those two guys got called out by Credo and the, and the panel as the two biggest lunatics. I know. I know. I should have known better, eh? But, oh, um, mate. Yeah, mate. So Thanks what's, for making the time. No, nah, no worries. What's the prognosis on the on the pin? Uh, oh, six to 12 months, back to full surf Fuck, rehab. Um, man. Yeah. It's, Sorry it's to just, hear that, I, bro. It's, that's all right, but I, I haven't really had the worst surf injuries in my life, so I'm pretty grateful, but – um. Yeah, pretty keen to get out of this hospital bed soon. I'm just looking out over the country up here in, in Boraloo, in Perth, on Wajuk Budja, and I'm pretty keen to get out. Yeah. And I've had like seven seven nurses and doctors ask me about the voice. Oh, <laughs> bet. I was, I was strapped in. Um, I was like sucking on the green whistle, getting going from Margs to Bunbury, and um, I'm just sucked up, like just sucking on the green whistle, and they're like, oh, what do you reckon about the voice? Oh, man. <laughs> I was like, well, why don't you get all the mob around into the, um, you know, into the ED and we'll, I'll give a quick seminar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, nah, man, thanks so much for coming on because, you know, it's uh, it's closing in. And um, yeah. if, if there's one overwhelming feeling out there right now, it's that, fuck, people are confused, man. And um, 
I've never seen anything like it. Like, on the one hand, I saw Albanese saying in the press today, like, man, this is the first time, like, First Nations issues have been front page news for, you know, every day. For so he's sort of like, I guess he's trying to pick positives out of it. But I think for a lot of yeah. people, it's really stressful, man. Like, yeah. It is. Yeah, it's on the front page, and yeah, people are talking, but geez, it's pretty toxic talk, man. Fuck. It is, it is, bro. And and what I'd like to say, look, you know, just to start off with an acknowledgement of Budja and, and acknowledge sure. acknowledge all countries and elders out there, because um, you know, it, it's the world's oldest continuing cultures, which we're all a part of and we're all connected to. And I do want to acknowledge that strength and resilience that has you know gone through ice ages, um, through all the countries across australia and and oh, you know what's really down, disheartening like you say is it's all well and good to have a, a combo and to get educated and be front page noise but you know what at what cost and um i just want to acknowledge that aboriginal Torres Strait islander people's well-being at the moment is really Fully. suffering yeah it's a bit like gay marriage plebiscite um in australia uh you know for those international listers when that happened um and people voting on it it just brings a lot of toxic hate to the surface and um yeah, a lot of misinformation and divide and conquer. And so, you know, today I, I don't, it's not about trying to tell people how to vote or, or what to do. It's just trying to like just really lay it on just, just a quick yarn about trying to break it down into some, just simplify it because it actually isn't supposed to be so complex. So, yeah, yeah mate, um, just yeah. be happy to get some info out there for people that are like have a listen. And um, But, yeah, just, just be aware that when you are reaching out to Aboriginal people or having yarns, it is really um, impacting. Like I said, I've been in ED in, in, in hospital the last week and I've had mm. like multiple people ask me and I'm like, dude, just leave me be. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, I think everyone, you know, it's not like <laughs> j- just because uh, you're First Nations or, or it's not like you've got the answers. Like you, you've got well, I'm to. Not speaking, I'm not speaking on behalf of all Aboriginal people. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And, and yeah. even even my own mob, I'm not a spokesperson. I'm not an elder. Uh, I represent an Aboriginal and Injibundi surfer. Um, I'm really stoked to be talking to you guys to get some info out there, and that makes me feel better. Um, so doing a yarn with people I trust and getting some info out there makes me, um, you know, feel better um, and, and does lift my spirit yeah. and my well-being. So really stoked to just have a, a yarn with you um, and, yeah, just try to just, like you say, wade through all the Well, why the don't we just start? Mate, right yeah. at the like at the very very core of this thing, which is the actual question we're going to get asked, because like yeah. I feel like that has been so swamped by yeah. you know yeah. politicising and fucking fear campaigns and yeah, yeah. Y- you name it, man. And y- yeah, you know, like I, uh, it, I've been listening to a great podcast, man. Far out. It's a really good potty. It's called The yeah. Voice Referendum Explained. It's by a couple oh, of yeah, ABC yeah. journos, Fran Kelly and Carly Williams. They mm-hmm. kind of, you know, examine both sides of the arguments. It's given me a yeah. lot of understanding about why some of the most powerful people in the Indigenous community, you know, from, mm. you know, from high-level politicians to people on the front line working with, you know, some of the most impoverished and forgotten communities in the country, yeah. you know, why they're turning their back on this yes vote. Uh, and and to get it to get a an understanding of why that is like mate it it's not hard to understand when you you start seeing this sort of pattern of of just symbolic gestures that that never follow through funding that that kicks off with all this promise and ends up being mm. cut and you know you know basically it just lifetimes of service trying to close the gap uh, yeah. in living standards life expectancy the just the difference in the quality of opportunities between black and white 
you know, mm. you can understand where this, I guess, Ooh. cynicism comes from. But yeah. on the flip side of that, man, there's also this message that that this uh, question uh, is so simple and, and it provides the opportunity for so much hope and positivity yeah. and real conversation. Um, so if you don't mind, man, I just wanted to read out the actual question. If that's yeah. cool, because I think Please, people are just lost yeah. in all the other bring, shit. Bring it, bring it down. Yeah, simplify. Yeah. So uh, on Saturday, fourteenth of October, twenty twenty-three, Australians will have their say in this referendum about whether to change the constitution to recognise the first peoples of Australia by establishing a body called the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Voice. Mm-hmm. Voters will be asked to vote yes or no on a single question, and this is the question. Mm-hmm. A proposed law to alter the constitution to recognise the first peoples of Australia by establishing an Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander voice. Yeah. Do you approve this proposed alteration? Mm-hmm. That's it, man. Like yeah. that seems but- so straightforward. Like give <laughs> the First right. Nation and Aboriginal Torres Strait Islanders reco in the constitution because that doesn't exist. Yep. And a seat at the table to be heard on all matter of issues, but in particular, those that directly affect the First Nations people of this country. Like, Mate, have you, have, you, have you actually read the Constitution, Vorno? It's the mm. most dry piece of... Oh, like, mate, I had you know, a crack and... I had, yeah, 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 same. I, I've read it and it just, just to get through the pages, like there is... It's the most boring piece of, you know, like, yes, yeah. it's our, a founding document or whatever. It was written by, you know, middle-aged white fellas from 125 years ago or yeah. whatever when when we had um you know women didn't even have the right to vote and it's just it's just out of step and it race is mentioned in there and you know like like 67 we had the referendum which got a 90% vote to actually count aboriginal people in the census so yeah. race is actually in the constitution and i just think like i was thinking like what's changed so much since 67 because the uluru statement was written 50 years on in 2017 and if we had more time and if um, I, I, you know, really encourage everyone to actually just go on and please read the Uluru Statement. It's 400 and, I don't know, 40 words or whatever. Yeah. It's actually not a political document. It's the most, um, you know, consultative piece of um, writing from across Australia. And it's a really, like, you know, beautiful hand out to reach and, and walk with Aboriginal people. It's actually... There's nothing um, like controversial. It's very factual. So just please, I'd really encourage everyone to just read it and take time reading it together and mm. um, and just actually what this thing is. So 50 years on from the 67 referendum, here we are, um, multiple governments have um, tried to set up these different advisory bodies and, you know, the cycles have come, they've gone and there's been so many changes. And, you know, like, yes, I understand about, the distrusting government, but but this was not a political document. The Uluru Statement was written to the people of Australia, and it, but it has been politicised, you know. So if people just take time to read the Uluru Statement and go like, okay, this is from the mob coming to me, and I, it, it, in its simplest core, do I agree with it or do I not agree with it? Like you said, come down to the question when you go in there, people doing their early votes or in the booth, just break it right down because um, it's really, it's not, that complex but it has just been really turned on its head and unfortunately the fear-mongering i think what's made the difference in the last 50 years is you know social media obviously is huge um you know government mistrust of course like please do not talk to aboriginal people and try to school them about mistrusting the government man like i've my grandmother was taken away we've had stolen generations we've had 
you know, water poisoning, assimilation, genocide, mm. um, uh, government bodies come and go um, and get dissolved and then get propped up and dissolved and propped up. And, and so please don't try to lecture, you know, Aboriginal people on the mistrust of government because we completely get that. Yep. Um, but I think if people just read the Uluru Statement and go, like, what's it actually inviting us? How are we going to walk together with Aboriginal people? Because, um, you know, like Warumpi Band said, it's black fella, white fella, you know, stand up and be counted. You need to, you need to take this opportunity to actually try to just, um, you know, inform yourself, make a decision, go with your gut. You know, like there's a lot of spiritual, um, you know, well-being that comes, you know, in Aboriginal cultures and cultures across the world um, around just trusting your gut and, mm. you know, like, I just I don't know what's going to happen the day after. What's going to happen if whether it's a yes vote or a no vote, we're still going to have to be really kind to each other, and yeah. it's going to require healing from both sides because it has just been, you know, um, yeah, really sad to see um, the toxic stuff that's come up and bubbled up to the to the surface the last few you know months and weeks. Yeah, man, and and just just so people know the the Uluru statement, like that was a collective of like over twelve hundred. First Nations people from mm-hmm. all the different, you know, countries and, and nations yep. within. And they all got together. And this thing was, like, hashed out with the goal of, like, you know, genuinely making a difference, genuinely yep. moving forward as a collective. And, you know, when this uh, government got elected, everyone heard that in Albanese's, you know, the, the day that they claimed victory or whatever it was. That, yep. You yep. Know, first thing he did, came yeah, out. It was one of the first did. things he said. And this is forward movement on that so yeah yeah and yeah it, it can and it can come circling back around to what you were saying about tokenism mm. and symbolic gestures but you can perceive it as that but you can also just perceive it as just a step forward and it might not be enough it might not be you know uh it might not be enough reaching yes there's people that would prefer treaty and all those sort of things but mm. it is a step like senator briggs you know briggsy the rapper he, he's he, he just said the other night on the project i think he said like we're living in the know you know, we, we've got the world's worst, um, you know, suicide rates, infant yeah. mortality, world's worst incarceration rates um, in Indigenous people across uh, across Australia. And it was just coming back to like we've got we can't get any worse. Like we've got to get better. And yes, it's, it might not seem like it's a, enough, and it might seem symbolic, but it's a step in you know a direction. And I just no leaves us with nothing. Whereas yes, I think gives us an opportunity to move forward together. And I have the deepest respect for Aboriginal people um, that don't want to vote um, yes. Mm. Um, but what I know to be true, that poll that said around 80% of Aboriginal people do agree with it, I know that um, certainly in WA, my experience with people from Margaret River up to the Kimberley, through the Pilbara, the Midwest, um, definitely that that is definitely true. Um, yeah. Like the Kimberley Land Council is one of the biggest collective of Aboriginal organisations in the state and just got some real hardcore you know grassroots advocates and um come out and like language specialists law bosses incredible people just coming out and saying look we've been fighting for this for years like we just want a voice um so that 80 percent, i i know that to be true but i also respect um any aboriginal person that doesn't agree i'll listen to their yarn and and um just deeply listens i think that's what it requires mm. um deadly deadly is just deeply listening to people you know and trying to be find out some empathy and understanding on what other people are thinking? Oh, that's it, man. And uh, no one learns anything while they're talking. And, uh, you know, mm. if there's one thing about the media in this country, geez, they do a lot of talking and not a, re- a lot of reporting. Like, <laughs> it's 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 wild, yeah. mate. Like, it is absolutely yeah. wild. What's 
What's uh you know uh you just mentioned then you know from from the field you've had what about the in the surf communities mate you know you just were over here mm. in Gumbangia um, and uh you know that Nauru is is one of the all time events surf on the Australian surfing calendar and uh, Amber and you know oh. her, her father um R.I.P. But he mm. was just such a leader and uh, one oh. of the real respected elders in the surf community and pushing for indige surfers to really get you know, noticed and have those opportunities. Um, yeah. yeah what, what's the mood like around around the coast that you visited, mate? Um, yeah, look, it's still diverse. I mean, the, I got into the country and, yeah, James and um, Amber Mercy and their beautiful families. I oh, that's love the first James. Time he ever, is the biggest oh, legend, mate. <laughs> mate. That's the first time I've got there for that um, comp and it was just yeah. so special. I got to stay with um, Otis's oldies there and, like, the Carey family and just, just beautiful. Like, seeing the kids was just incredible mm. and um, – I mean, they had a yes, um, you know, they had like a yes thing there with Kerry O'Brien in the city the night I got in. I didn't go to that, but also, yeah, there's that diversity across the community. I think yeah. um, most of all, I think the Aboriginal surfing communities, whether it's, you know, up at the Goldie or, or Bells or over here or, or Nauru, it's it's really still just respecting everyone's differences. Yeah. Um, and just the main thing is it's coming back to, um, looking after people's well-being because, yeah, there's a lot of pressure on people to try to, you know, yeah, be all things to all people, to, um, you know, to to constantly educate and you just constantly, like I've had so many people reach out to me privately um, and it's been such a mix of like, like I said in the ambulance, one of the ladies like, yeah, what do you think? And I sort of said, oh, you know, read the Uluru Statement and, and there's a course you can do, like a one-hour free course if you want to go on there. And she's like, Oh yeah, but I'm a fourth generation farmer, and the heritage laws in WA are just oh. like, just, just. Yeah. She already had her. She was already a hard no, and she just peppered me with like, and just did this big rant, and I was just looking at her, going like, just give me that green whistle, please. <laughs> but, but also like, like yeah. if you've already got your, if you're a hard no, go, that's up completely up to you. But if you're still undecided and you want to keep learning more and that, like, let's have a, like, let's enter into that discussion. But yeah, I think I think the mob are just quite. Um, at capacity with having conversations, and they just want to say to people like, "You, you go and do some work. Yeah, you go and do, you go Which and do is... the work." Because all that pressure when people just go. Although I was in saying that, someone reached out to me the other week and just said, "Dude, like, I should do the work, but I'm not going to have time. I trust you. Like, just tell me what to do." Oh, <laughs> it was yeah. actually, it's not ideal, but it was actually quite refreshing. And I just said, like, I just sent them that clip of those oldies from the Kimberley about you know um, their thoughts, and they were like, "Sweet." Yeah, <laughs> and it was actually just refreshing that people would just be like, "Yeah, I'll go and just do a bit of work, and then trust your gut and go for it." But, yeah, man. You know, well, everyone's different. Like everyone's different, and and full respect. Like I was going to try and catch up with you guys to do that the, the potty over there, but you know, because I'm on other people's country, got to you know always respect um, the differences in opinions, and yeah. we've we've got a lot of intergenerational trauma in our community for sure, definitely as well. So all this bubbles up, like it bubbles up the stuff around. Um, yeah, stolen generations, poverty, well-being, um, yeah. obviously, you know, suicide and all those sort of things. Like, we've got to take it really seriously. It's a, it's a bloody, um, it's you know, it's an epidemic that's going on in our communities in black and white. Um, mm. So, yeah, just have to keep having respectful conversations. And I think there's that diversity across the country. But, yeah, you, you would have seen all the, you know, Johnny Farnham and Paul Kelly and, um, yeah, Briggsy and, and uh, AFL and NRL players and all that mob just coming out. And they're not. They're just people like I, I think they're just people trying to take a step in the right direction. So it's what you just have to trust your gut and go with what you make of it. But like you said, just actually read what you're going to be voting on. Read the Uluru Statement. Um, 
it's okay that Aboriginal people have a diversity. That's like saying all white fellas think the same, you know? Like yeah, it's, for sure. It's like a, it's our own political system, you know? Greens, One Nation, Labor, Liberal, everyone in between. Um, oh, but I do get a bit upset when people go, oh, you know, don't don't mix surfing and politics. Like we're just talking about people here. Oh, dude, not... we're talking about life. Yeah, Zoom, just living. Right? We're, we're, yeah, yeah. This is, this is affecting all of us. Like uh, mm. referendums are compulsory. Like if yeah. you vote yes, if you vote no, if you go in there and draw a big dick on the page, like <laughs> you're going to affect a lot of people with your actions, man. And it's well, worth... people fight wars. People fight wars for a vote, right? Mate, so and... Ta- we need to take it seriously. Yeah. Like, take it really seriously. It's a big privilege. It's a big responsibility. And I'll yeah. tell you what, there are a lot of Aboriginal people that are actually quite upset that non-Aboriginal people are actually voting on this in the first instance because it's, it's also like, can't they just get this stuff done? You know, like, what's what's the hold-up here? And, and like, Bob Hawke was talking about a treaty in the 80s. You know, that's what made... Paul Kelly fly up to work with Mundaway and Yothi Indy with Arnhem Land mm-hmm. and, and write the song together treaty, a black fellow and a white fella. This is not a new yarn, um, Deadly. You know, they've been talking about this. We've got... No, um, I mean, it's, it's, it's... But it's yeah. Australian. It's, and what Bob Hawke would say, you know, like, what's it's a fair go, isn't it? Like, in Australia, like, are we about are we about a fair go? Are we about walking together and looking out for each other? Because it's really not that um, complex, but it has been. And it's also, the other thing, you know how much money they keep talking about, how much money they're spending on Aboriginal people? That's actually like a reason to do something different because all that money is not improving outcomes. The closing the gaps are getting wider. Yeah. And there's actually there's actually actually an economy of keeping Aboriginal people in poverty and down and stuff. There's that that money doesn't ripple through to the um the grassroots people who need it. It gets stuck in, you know, bureaucracies and um programs and projects and like yeah, no, and, right. and this really, like, in the crux of, like, the arguments for the yes and the arguments for the no is you've got people who are almost sick to death of just – and this is only the the um, the people who are coming at it from having been there and suffered mm. for so long and, you know, yeah. really worked hard their entire lives to, to bridge mm. that gap, like we said, to, to make positive change. And they're just not feeling it. and But that is still – it's not a step forward – do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's 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 a non-acceptance, which I completely respect, but yeah, it's yeah. not a step forward. And, and the the narrative that I hear when I hear people talking about mm. what this could possibly do for just oh. the sense of fucking <laughs> connection, oh. man, like to feel part of it and to feel genuinely heard, feels to me like that yeah. is got to be worth at least a chance, doesn't it? Like, I mean, I'm not yeah. I'm not going to tell anyone how to vote. But there's no, exactly, one thing for exactly. sure. There's a lot of people out there pushing the no agenda, using yeah. the voices out of context that, that yeah. uh, of people who are exhausted, in pain, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. deeply traumatised from generations of fucking getting their, you know, just yeah. fucking, you know, treated fucking like shit, man. And, yeah. and, and treated lesser. And, you know, all those people who are jumping on those bandwagons and amplifying those voices for their own means aren't going to be the people backing those people when the next opportunity comes around, which we don't even know when mm. that will be. Like, I know. Well, that's what Paul, you know, Paul Kelly's song yeah. he put out, like, if not now, then when? And yeah. if not, you know, who? The, uh, if not us, then who? Like, it's it's really like we're, we're never going to have this opportunity again. Yeah. And well, what are we going to be telling our kids and our grandkids when we're older? Like, oh... You know, like, uh, yeah, I didn't do the work or no, I just wanted to know to be safe or whatever. Like, whereas, you know, that 67 referendum, like it was 90% people said yes. And 
it was just, I don't know, there, wasn't, there mustn't have been so much misinformation out there. But um, like you said, I think circling full full circle, bro, just come go back and like, just please get people to read the Uluru Statement, yeah. read, read what they're actually voting on. Um, it, you know, it's just it's just recognition and a mechanism to just have that voice because every um, few years when the political cycle happens, it just keeps chopping and changing. Mm-hmm. And that's what we know to be true. That's the facts. And so, you know, like just my, my number one thing as well, bro, is just be kind to each other. Bring For it, sure, bring, man. Bring it, bring it back to each other and just try to understand and put yourself in someone else's shoes take the time to learn and listen. And I hope I hope this little yarn together has just um, made people either consolidated people and said, yeah, I'm going to go do this or spark their interest in just taking, you know, you go overseas for a couple of weeks, trip or whatever, you spend a good, you know, day or two, um, you know, learning about history, culture, the laws, the customs, the language, like just consider, you know, your, how you are connected to the world's oldest continuing cultures and what do you want your kids and grandkids to be connected to and really, like, at, we're at a moment in time where we just want to be, yeah, we're walking together side by side. And I just I just want people to really, yeah, make sure they take the time to, you know, be kind to each other. And, and um, yeah, mate, I really appreciate the opportunity to have a yarn. And, and I hope crew out there listening just, yeah, it, it inspires them to take a bit of action. And, um, you know, yeah, good good luck with everyone out there. I think, and and no, no matter what happens is, you know, on the next day after, the next few weeks and months, it's going to require... Um, healing, it's still going to be on the front page. All that toxic racism is going yep. to bubble to the surface. So just, just look, you know, mate, who called you dead? Where did you get the nickname Deadly, mate? That's one of the best Aboriginal English words <laughs> going in Australia. That's uh, like, it's a total accident, man. Like, uh, I, like my name in the band in the Guns of Doom is Vaughn Dead, and um, yeah, people just yeah. started calling me Deadly after it. So yeah, yeah I'll, well. I'll take it. But um, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> no, nah, man. Look, you're so right. Zuba, like, mate, I, I, I really, you know, just implore people to just be fucking kind, be be thoughtful and educate mm-hmm. yourselves with just these couple little reads. And honestly, man, check out that podcast, uh, The Voice Referendum Explained. Yep. It's beautifully measured. It's really right yep. down the middle. I felt, you know, much more sort of uh, aware of, of, of everyone's point of view and, yep. you know, with understanding, uh, sorry, with, with awareness and, and sort of that yep. education comes understanding and, and you can, you can, you can have your, your points of view and your differences, but mm. yeah, I, I really do hope mate that, um, you know, come, uh, October 14, um, yeah, yeah. I just hope that we, we hit that day with mm. hope and positivity and f- like, you know, the best mm. intentions for the future. Cause yeah, I, I just don't see how casting a vote in fear or anxiety mm, mm. or or any sort of doubt is gonna help anyone. Like it just, it's just you know, yeah. the last thing you want to do is is fucking regret that because yeah. you just didn't take the time. So yeah, well, know, look, yeah, look, and I think as surfers as well, I think people like I talked about this with some of you as well. Just just take the time to you know. Um, go out and connect the country, go for a surf, take a little bit of time to just sit still on country and, and get that clarity. I know, you know, our well-being, like my legs going to require a bit of healing, but also my work, like what I do and what many Aboriginal people do for healing is just to be out and, and on country and connected to country. I think as surfers, I just employ everyone to take a bit of time to really deeply think about how they're connected um, and how they're looking after their well-being. And, and um, yeah, like let's just keep moving together. Um, as Australians and, and 
we're all connected to the world's oldest continuing cultures. So I hope everyone just takes the opportunity to keep learning and um you know that's that's all we can ask bro like my just you know my old people and all the elders around here the knowledge holders have been passing on those, mm. those song lines and those stories that uh you know intricately connected to country through language and and stuff and i just think like there's a line in the uluru statement that says that they will be a gift to the nation and i think that gift is just waiting for people to i really hope people um embrace it receive it and you know are in that space to walk side by side together mate so Let's uh let's catch up for a for a bloody cup of tea or a surf when when I'm Love all to, up. Or, yeah, sorry I missed actually, you when you were over here, mate. I was oh, that's uh, all right. Oh, good brother. No, lifting, um, really, really yeah. appreciate really appreciate you guys taking the time and, and oh, um, oh mate, anytime. And um yeah, it's an absolute pleasure to talk to you. And thanks so much for uh, sharing your thoughts and and you know your feels because um yeah mate, always love seeing you. Love talking to you. <laughs> Yeah, brother. I'll see you soon, eh? Take Getting care, that man. Salt water, salt water healing. <laughs> Will do. Phew. Bye, brother. We're different lives in different places. It doesn't matter what your name is. We got to hell. Lots of changes. We need more brothers if we're to make it. We need more sisters if we're to save it. Are you the one who's going to stand up and be counted? Are you the one who's on?